Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Julie, it is March the 26th, and we're going to finish off where we left off yesterday, and we are talking about... We are talking about how to avoid market crashing drama or the talk about it or how to combat the drama that people are trying so hard to roll out upon all of you. That's right. And a lot of the people that are trying to fear you guys into believing there's a market crash are doing it with a surprise, surprise, hidden agenda of trying to sell you something. I used the what I thought was a very funny example yesterday, I got an email, I'm sorry, I got a video sent to me from somebody who I know is uh, you know, very smart, considerate, thinks through uh, things type person. And he sent me this video and he thought this video was something you know, Julie and I should pay attention to because there's some sort of market gyrations and the sky is falling. And I mean, that's what this video was. We talked about this yesterday, so I won't you know, belabor it too much. But I spent a little bit of time figuring out what the source of the video was. And it linked back to guess what? Somebody who is selling prepper items, you know, canned goods, food, you know. Uh, Zombie you guys, apocalypse groceries. Yeah, exactly. Face masks, gas masks. <laughs> zombie away spray. No, zombie away. So, so this guy who had created this very, I have to say, well-produced video was doing it to scare the bejeebers out of people to the point where they would pop over to his website and buy a lifetime supply of spam. Yes, time to freak out and buy some spam. Right. right? But let, let's be clear. And again, we did talk about this a little bit yesterday, but on the surface, it looked like a pretty polished presentation and it presented as if it came from an economist, not from an apocalypse prepper. Didn't only present as it came from economists. The website was called blah, 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 economist. Exactly. It was a complete, very tricky. A complete and total. You know, I don't know. Call what you will. Bait and switch. Yeah. Well, I was going to say scam, but I won't say that. We didn't say the name of the site, mm-hmm. so I can't, you know, worry about anybody getting huffy with us. But the reality of it was, is that is exactly what is now starting to make its way into the psyche of a lot of you. And it's not like you don't have other things to worry about. That now you're starting to allow these people with agendas to influence your um, mindset with regards to the market. And so I'll give you, and Julie and I gave you the reasons why there's going to be no housing crash. We started yesterday. We're going to finish off where we left off yesterday. But before we do, I want to remind all of you, we've been getting a lot of direct uh, texts about this. You guys want to join our coaching program. And if you do, the quickest and easiest way for you to do it is just go over to timandjulieharris.com and just Uh, Go to coaching programs and look at Premier Coaching. That is the perfect program for all of you guys to enter into as coaching clients. If you want to get more information and you're not quite ready to decide what program you want to join, that's good too. Just uh, there's a webinar that we're doing. Uh, We do one of these like every other day. And all you got to do to uh, join the webinar, and the webinar is uh, me interviewing some of our top producing uh, Harris coaching clients. Just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 855-685-1045. Text the word Harris 
to 855-685-1045 and we'll text you back a link and you choose your day and your time and you can watch the webinar even on your phone. But here's the real bottom line. The, if you're working heavily on the buyer side of the business, I do believe, and I think we've made a pretty good argument for the fact that the buyer side of the business is going to be under even more pressure, more constraint. And in some cases, it's going to be completely, um, you know, it's no longer obligatory. In other words, you're going to have, we talked about some clubhouse this morning, you're going to get to the point in some markets where you're going to have to get the buyer's agent to pay, I'm sorry, the buyer to pay all of your commission. And you guys know as well as I do, most of the buyers when faced with that decision, what are they going to do? Go directly to the listing agent. So we've been begging all of you to seriously put all your best energies towards becoming listing agents for how long now? Well, Julie and I've been coaching agents for, uh, what, a couple decades? So maybe now you should actually listen and take it seriously that now is the perfect time. Well, you know, two decades was the perfect time to become a listing agent, but now is even better. So do consider joining our coaching program. And I'm not going to mince words, guys. What other path forward do you have other than learning how to become a listing agent? Buyer's agency, at, while we're on the, uh, you know, the extreme end of the seller's market, is not where you want to be putting your efforts. Exactly. So if you missed yesterday's, I'm going to quickly read those points without uh, going into it because you can get caught up. We're talking about how to avoid market crashing drama discussions, especially ones that aren't actually based on hardly any data whatsoever. So number one was rates go up and down. And, you know, we talked about how 4% isn't the end of the world. Houses still were bought and sold right up on into the teens percent. There's still massive demand. Number two, demographics. Number three, saving rates. People have tons of money saved right now. Number four, massive migration away from cities. That's going to continue to be a mega trend. Number five was the, the migration being fueled by pandemic, and most importantly, by the uh, tech and connectivity. So we talked about that. So that brings us to number six. And I love this point because this is so different than last time around. Record equity. So for our very newbies and our younger crowd, equity is what you've got in your house, the difference between what it's worth and what you actually owe. That's like a savings account to people. I was supposed to do that research prior to the podcast, but I forgot to. But okay. I do remember the amount of equity in people's homes is in the trillions. Oh, it's and it, huge. It is the record n amount of equity in uh, real estate. And the reason is, is because after the uh, housing crash, they started making people put do this thing called a down payment. <laughs> <laughs> and who knew? Who you knew? Had to do that. Oh, and you also had to have a job. Oh, what? Huh? I know. Hold radical. On. Radical, right? Right. But so the down payment thing combined with a rapidly appreciating market has meant that a lot of people have more equity, i.e. net worth, than they ever had in their lives. Yes. And very importantly, just because someone falls behind on a payment right now, okay, does not equal a short sale. That was absolutely the case in the housing crash or you know, 90% of the time. Here we have lots of equity. So it is possible to have two things true at the same time where maybe somebody's behind, but they could sell, you could sell their house today and they can still walk away with cash. That is radically different than last go around. And unlike last go around, what we know by history from not so long ago was that when people are uh, even in their mortgage, when they owe what they uh, what the basic house payment is, or I'm sorry, what the mortgage balance is. So that's a bad thing we've learned. And we also have learned if they can then go rent the same house for less than what their house payment is, 
And then, you know, bail on the house. they'll bail on the house. And so that's what happened last time. Now I'm oversimplified it, but that's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. So people operated in their own financial best interest. Well, assuming that people will still operate in their own financial best interest now, even if, and this isn't happening and it will not happen anytime soon, but even if property values were to fall, even if houses are worth less this year than they were worth last year, Again, not going to happen, but because of the record amount of equity in people's houses, it's not like they're going to walk away. Right. I mean, my house was worth 500000 and I owe 250 and this year, you know. And I can go rent it in the it, same neighborhood. No, no, you're not walking not, away from your 250 Right, exactly. Or your million 250 for some place. So all you well-intending, you know, spam salesmen forward slash wannabe economists who are trying to scare agents and consumers in general into believing real estate is not a absolutely phenomenal investment. Uh, you know what? Maybe Stop you should go, go go spend more time in your bunker. Yes, and that brings us to a related point, number seven. Forbearances are not turning into defaults. Only 600,000 projected defaults. That is not very many. It sounds like a lot, but it's not hardly anything in comparison. So along the lines of what we opened up with, with the video scam, okay, I would put this into the same bucket. People trying to sell forbearance lists, First of all, it's illegal. Second of all, it doesn't exist. Well, I'll tell you something that's interesting about the forbearance. I probably have come across that in particular um, emails I get from like you know different websites and things yeah. that I just do to keep. I want I want to pay attention to all information from all sources so I don't have confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. But the boogeyman of forbearances. Oh yes. Oh my gosh, there's going to be a foreclosure tsunami. No, there isn't. And here are the simple facts. So here are the simple facts. There are projected to. There are currently around a quarter million homes. In the United States in default, and that's about that's actually a historic low. There's always going to be homes in default no matter what the market is in. Now, obviously, after the housing crash, there were more. But now you have all, 250,000 homes in default. The number total number of people that are expected to go into default as a result of them not being able to pick up their payments after the forbearances end is, is basically the total number with the current ones is only going to be around 600,000 people, 600,000 homeowners. Guys, that is nothing, okay? And that's going to happen over the next 12 or 24 months. So do, that is not even a blip on the radar. Now, add to this the fact that you really believe there is going to be any uh, – Essentially, you really believe they're not going to allow those people to stay in their homes? They're not going to do mortgage workouts? They've already extended the forbearance uh, through the end of June, and there's nothing saying that they can't keep doing that. This, then, you know, you got to remember too. I mean, it's so funny. You and I are old enough to remember when banks didn't know how to work this stuff out. You know, this was like, holy cow! How can we have all this happening at once? Well, they did learn from that process, guys, and nobody wants this to happen again. There's absolutely no impetus for, okay, now it's time for a housing crash. But more importantly, though, or equally as importantly, Mm -hmm. Jules, is the fact that the banks now are essentially partners with the government. Yes. And there is going to be no presidential administration anytime ever that's going to basically (laughs) be sitting in the Oval Office while they watch news reports about an increase in foreclosures. And evictions and all this kind of stuff. It will not happen. It did not happen under Obama. It did not obviously happen under Trump. It will not happen under uh, Biden. It will not happen under whoever the president is next. There will never be an increase in foreclosures. There's always going to be uh, programs to help people work out. Now, with that said, there are still going to be people that are in default that don't want to do workouts, that still walk away from their houses, that have no interest in you know doing uh, any sort of, of workout. For them, and those houses will head to foreclosure. But you're talking about, as a percent, a micro amount of transactions. Yeah, absolutely not a tsunami in any way. So anybody emailing you that is completely full of it and not based on any actual facts. And just think about this, just to really put a finer point, Rick Sharga said this. 
this and it was really a great point. If like a whole bunch of houses were to come for sale, how long would those houses take to be absorbed? Because <laughs> a, a second and a half. About exactly. Yeah. I mean, even before uh, exact a whisper, right? Even before the ink's dry in the listing contract. Exactly. I mean, think about how many times you guys have dealt with a house with you know ten offers, twenty offers. Hold on, hold on. What if interest rates go up? Well, interest rates can go up. And I hope they actually do creep up so there can be a little bit more, you know, the the market, frankly, so buyer agency can make a comeback if you want to know the truth. It'd be nice if there were more inventory uh, so we can start getting the balance back in the supply and demand so more people can become homeowners. And maybe that is being fueled by interest rates, but it's really being fueled by is demographics. And we talked about that yesterday. We will not repeat ourselves today. Okay. Now, if those seven points weren't enough for you, I like this one too. Point number eight right now there is no underlying systemic cause. What is an underlying systemic cause from last time that was a major cause of this? Well, we had subprime mortgages. We had pretty much anybody who wanted to buy anything would magically get approved, even if, and those of you that weren't living through this, there there were real loans called nicknamed ninja loans. That's a real thing. That means no income, job, or assets, okay? You had nothing. And you and I uh, were coaching sometimes when we would see some of these deals go together and we'd be like, really, you can put 10 cousins together and get them all approved at once and they're all being paid in cash and nobody checked their credit and that's going to close. And yet it did close. And not only that, another underlying systemic problem uh, back then was nobody really paid attention to appraisals. Everything just magically appraised. It wasn't regulated like it is now. And you guys know this because you're having to deal with appraisals. Totally different. No underlying systemic causes right now. You add that to the equity, you add that to the demographics and to the demand. There is no housing crash on the horizon. All right. Point number nine, there is a huge number of cash buyers right now. And I think NAR has that statistic, but it, it's, I think it's over 30% is closing in cash right now. That's highly unusual. Why does that matter? Uh, because you can't foreclose on somebody who paid cash and because, you know, they have no default, no payment to actually default on. It goes back to the savings rate that we talked about yesterday. There's a record amount of personal savings that people have outside of equity in their homes. Yes, absolutely. So you can talk about the next one, point number 10. Greatest boom may be here, rival uh, the roaring 2000s. The great renaissance, perhaps. You That's know, what Joel, a new 20s. By right? the way, wasn't that funny? People yeah. are calling it the new roaring uh, uh, new, 20s. Yeah, 20s. But you, Julie and I coined the phrase, funny. and I'm hoping it gets picked up Me on too. so we can take forever credit for it. <laughs> but Julie and I were uh, throwing it. If you guys hear anyone saying a new renaissance, make sure you let that us know. Us. That was us. We thought of that. But we really do think it's a new renaissance that we're on, uh, w- what we're entering into. We're entering into, housing market aside, we're entering into what could be the greatest advancement of humanity on all meaning in all the most meaningful positive ways of really in the past i don't even know how many not even you know decades more like maybe a thousand years since the last renaissance or you know the, the reality of it is is that the there's a there was a number of things that were already that you know technologically connectivity wise you know, uh, some of the uh, different, just all the different things were advancing at a rapid rate, but because of COVID things that would have taken, like, I'll give you the best example. For example, EXP Realty was already well on its way to becoming the world's largest real estate brokerage, but agents were saying like, well, you know, this or the other thing, COVID hit, EXP Realty takes off. Why? Because EXP, everyone then soon realizes I don't need a real estate office. 
I can just basically join eXp Realty and I can be virtual and I can still do transactions. And then you have, you know, so eXp Realty maybe would have gotten where it is now in maybe five years from now, but it did it inside 12 months. That's the reason eXp is going to, you know, have probably 100,000 agents at the end of this year. That's in real estate. Now, what, how many other technologies are advancing at an incredibly rapid clip that you guys aren't really, like, for example, we talk about this all the time, Starlink. The satellite system that Elon Musk is putting up, and it doesn't get a lot of air because people are talking about his trip to Mars and people are talking about Tesla and all these other, you know, Solar City maybe. But the reality of it is it's one of the biggest contributions that that man is making to humanity. It's Starlink. He's going to make it so the far reaches of the Earth are now going to have connectivity speeds as fast as any of the, you know, biggest metropolitan areas you can possibly imagine because of Starlink. Satellites, you know, little small satellite dishes you're going to have. And the result of it is, is you are no longer going to have to live where you've been living. And a lot of people already know this. Now you combine that with COVID, you combine that with the, with the uh, you know, essentially the geographic uh, trend to move people out of major cities. You combine that with employers now saying, you know what, you can work virtually, you proved you can for the last eight or a year and a half because of COVID. With the expectation of people right. that with those jobs, that exactly. they should be allowed to do and, that. And people are saying, you know what, Mr. Working in Manhattan, I don't want to live in Manhattan anymore. Exactly. I don't want to pay the taxes. I don't want to be in the congestion. Uh, COVID was the excuse, but the desire was already there for a different lifestyle. So they moved to Charleston, South Carolina. That's right. Now look at it this way too, with regards to this, um, uh, the great Renaissance idea. You know, we haven't all yet pulled away from COVID yet either. Nope. Wait until there's announcement that, you know, we now have herd immunity and everybody can go out and have fun again. I'm already seeing the headlines of different magazine covers. I don't know if you notice some of like, especially the fashion magazines are like, time to party again, you know? So that means people are in generally a lot better mood than say 2020 well, and ready to spend money and have a lot of enthusiasm. And, you know, nobody wants, we, I think we've all had enough doom and gloom from 2020 for the next at least decade. So. Which which brings us back to our poor guy trying to sell beans and spam for people to hide out underneath yeah. their you know in their caves exactly. and wait for the, you know the dystopian no. future. That guy's going to have to maybe reinvent himself. But in the meantime, it, there's going to be an explosion in art. There's going to be Julie mentioned fashion, which is art. There's going to be an explosion in music. Mm -hmm. You're going to see explosions in the way people live, the way they communicate. I'll tell you the other thing. I'm just I love this the uh, Clubhouse app. There's an explosion in what people are expecting from their social networking apps, of all things. Mm -hmm. And the days of being Instagram, you know, goofballs running things through filters and just sort of faking your way to, you know, acting famous. When you do a clubhouse, when you're spoke, when you're speaking, people can discern whether you're tall, you know, full of it or not. People will know whether you're not you're authentic. People will know that you're speaking from authority and you can't go and go back and edit and, you know, essentially clean up what you said, which happens even on podcasts. I mean. We definitely don't edit this podcast. Maybe we should. <laughs> we could, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is Julie and I. We record it live. <laughs> if we screw up, if you hear a dog bark in the background, yeah. you're listening to a dog bark in the background. Zoe, you know, pounds on our door. Well, Zoe's pounding on our door. Yep. That's the same thing with Clubhouse. But the thing that's really cool is it's allowing more people that maybe wouldn't have had access to communicate at the level that Clubhouse allows. Maybe even podcasting was intimidating to them, but they can hop on Clubhouse and all of a sudden, you know, lo and behold, you're having a conversation with someone you never would have come in contact with. The, the, that means what you're seeing is information is flowing 
uh, a lot faster than it ever has before with fewer filters. And it's flowing from the people you should be listening to, and it's not degrading in the process of basically being commoditized into a, a, a digital product, like, say, for example, an Instagram video. And that, to me, is very exciting. So you can talk about the fact that now colleges are having to evolve how they uh, accept students. So you're going to see, you know, all kinds of advancements in ways that we can only that we can only possibly imagine. But here's the bottom line: you are in the right place at the right time. You are in a blessed industry in the real estate industry. You are in a position right now to essentially be part of what will probably be the best real estate market in the history of humanity, not just the United States, but for planet Earth. Go back and listen to our points yesterday if you're not totally convinced of this. So what should you be doing now? Jill, well, buckle up. Next three to five years, if you guys are buyer's agents, you're going to have a hard time, no doubt. You need to pivot towards becoming a listing agent. Allow us the honor of becoming your coaches. Hop over to timandjulieharris.com and check it out. Or if you just want to get more information and then decide, just go to our webinar and just text Harris. Text the word Harris to 855-685-1045. And we'll text you back an invitation. Choose your day and time and join the webinar. And obviously, guys, we're huge advocates of EXP. It's an exceptionally good opportunity for all of you. If you want to join Julie and I's EXP group, just feel free to text me directly. And this is my real cell phone. It's 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Anything else you'd like to say to these guys, Julie? Get to work. You know, buckle up, buttercup. It's time to, you know, I, I, feel, I feel for them on the buyer side. But every time you go through that knockdown, drag out process, you need to have that light bulb over your head going, you know what? The listing agent is winning. No matter what, the listing agent wins. So when am I going to be that agent? If you're looking at your weekend schedule and it's buyer on top of buyer on top of buyer on top of buyer, you're, you're going to get to the point, if you weren't there already, of getting tired of giving away your nights and weekends. And then you need to have the light go off in your head. If you were a listing agent this weekend, you know what you'd be doing? Enjoying your weekend. You yeah. wouldn't be out hustling around showing houses to buyers. The day of the buyer agent is over, unfortunately. Same with big teams that are predicated on buyer's agency. Same with buying leads. All those things are a thing of the past. You need to focus all your best energy on becoming a listing agent. Don't be afraid of it, guys. You can do it. And I'll, I'll tell you a little secret that you should hopefully know is true by now. Working on the listing side of the business right now is so much easier than working on the buyer side of the business. Before, it was actually harder to be a listing agent because it was more skills-based and you had to learn a lot. Now it's just the exact opposite. The buyer's agents are having for, you know, for $1 that a listing agent puts in, uh, the same agent, uh, the amount of time that an agent has to put in on a listing side to earn a dollar, I bet you it's 10 or 20 times the amount of time during that same dollar on the buyer agent side of the business. Absolutely. I, I saw somebody posted a funny picture uh, online this morning. That was, uh, if you remember Braveheart, when Mel Gibson had been in battle and he had his blue face and he's like ready with the sword and it's time to battle once again. And the, the caption was, all the buyer's agents getting ready for the weekend. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, terrible. I know, but it's so true. It didn't end well for Mel, Mo, or uh, no. for uh, Braveheart. Yeah, so, you know, keep that in mind and become a listing agent, please. <laughs> it did well. That's true. That's, wow, we ended that in a weird spot. I know, sorry. <laughs> so you guys have a good weekend. If you need us for anything, just text me directly at 512-758-0206. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, 
Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.